0: Peace, hurt. What's up, everyone? We are finally back. Uh, it's been it's been a very long time since uh, too long since we've been on. It's been a lot going on amongst our agency, personal lives, everything. So. We're back. Uh, We're going to try to keep it rolling like we were before, Um, and this episode is kind of going to be a little bit more like a temp check on on ourselves as officers, but then also there's going to be an ending portion that kind of focuses on people in general, on trying to kind of reflect back on how we're acting and how that might affect others and stuff like that. It's good Uh, in everybody's
1: life at some point. You know, you temp checks along the way just to make sure that you're acting and you're behaving the way that you should in any given situation. It's like self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And we've been away for quite a while. Like Cam said, there's a lot of things that we uh, have to – we had to deal with and that we're trying to put into perspective in our own lives. Um, and Cam, I – I I credit this episode to Cam because, uh, this, this came with a conversation that we had and, uh, for law enforcement and and some of the things that we've been seeing recently, I appreciate it because Cam you know, came to me and said, "I I think it may be time that we talk about law enforcement and temp checking
0: ourselves. So, yeah, there's actually been a couple fairly significant incidents that didn't end in death, but officers clearly acting, um, out with aggression and, uh, and at least the one I'm going to talk about, there's officers there that are in a position where they can stop this officer and they don't. Um, and we'll kind of go over all that. but uh, we we really need to focus on our ourselves um, and and kind of weigh out what's what's a good decision? What's a bad decision? How do we stop? Uh, how do we intervene all of those things?
1: It's about accountability. We, we've talked about being transparent. We've said multiple times in earlier episodes that we are gonna hold ourselves accountable. And the only way that we can be transparent and hold ourselves accountable is to talk about these incidents. Understand Cam and I do our very best to uh, do complete research on the incidents that we share. Uh, It's never just gonna be an opinion, but due to our our training and our experiences, I think we have a very uh, unique perspective, and one where we can sit back and say, uh, this is how we would have handled it, It is learning experiences. Unfortunately, I think we're at a time in this nation. There's a lot of people, a lot of biases, a lot of agendas. Um, I'd be lying if I said law enforcement enforcement didn't feel attacked. Uh, We have felt it because of the national narrative that's out there. But we would be doing a disservice to ourselves if at times we didn't look inward and say, what are we doing wrong and how can we correct it? And let the public know we're not supporting certain incidents that are reported where uh, obvious use of force was taken way over the top. Mm -hmm. Let's jump into it. Let's talk about that first one. So one of the the gut-wrenching ones that we came across and uh, that Cam and I talked about, this has to do with a South Carolina police officer who was recently fired. Um, This was in Orangeburg, South Carolina. And I'm going to credit this to KIRO Channel 7 in South Carolina as the resource. One of the, the news resources that I looked up but in the beginning it says of the article, it says, a South Carolina police officer is unemployed and facing criminal charges after he stomped on the head of a physically disabled black man last week. And I kind of give you a, a breakdown. Um, this article goes into how the call initially came in. And there was a female caller that had called in and said that someone was trying to break into her house. Um, the suspect in this incident was known to the female, but she said that he had a gun. And so officers began responding to the incident. And when they got there, uh, they found two African-American men, began giving them commands, and one of them complied and went immediately down to his stomach, put his hands out. If you've seen the video, obviously we're not going to be showing the video, but this is something that our listeners can look up. One of them complied, put his hands on the ground, uh, went down to his stomach, but the other one was a little bit slower in doing so. Mm -hmm. And one of the officers there, the one that was uh, fired and is now facing criminal charges, uh, it was Officer Dukes, is the identified officer who committed this act. But he's seen by body cam of one of his backup officers. He's walking up to the one that's not complying. Now he still has his hand, uh, his handgun out. Which, just for our listeners' purposes, if we get a call that someone is is armed with a gun, that's going to be standard. So no knee jerk reaction. That that standard
0: mm-hmm. burglary, yeah, armed police with a procedure. Gun, that's yeah, that's, that's going to
1: happen. Yeah. And so, I know that I, I I read a lot of articles and a lot of comments where they're like, they didn't even need to have a gun; they were unarmed. Look, if we get a call that someone is armed with a gun, just because it's not immediately in their hands at the time that law enforcement arrives, does not mean that they're still not in possession of the gun. Yeah. So Officer Dukes is uh, shown walking toward the one that's a little bit slower. Now, granted, he's on his knees and his hands at this point. He has his gun out. He has backup there. You have one individual that is complied, and he is completely proned out. And that's meaning you're completely on your stomach, hands out. And instead of taking time, he's seen walking up to the individual and kicks him in the back of the neck. And then that individual's head goes down and hits
0: the pavement. It's a straight stomp. It on, is. On the back of him. And just, if you haven't seen the video, I'd encourage you to research it and look at it. Um, uh, especially if you want to, you know, drop some comments on on what your thoughts are to us on this. Um, and it's I okay. Think, we want to hear it. Yeah. And again, we, we want to have that engagement
1: with our listeners. Go watch the video if you have comments on it. If you have questions about it, why did they do this? Why did they do this? I mean, obviously, we're already addressing the stomp.
0: Right. Uh, but just so so it's understood, this, this gentleman, he's on his knees, and he, he's on his hands, and his head is facing towards the officer. So the, the officer can see the hands. This isn't like the guy is facing away, and the guy could quickly grab in the waistband and grab a gun, without the officer seeing it hands were visible hands are 100 percent visible um it's this this is one thing with officers that we need a temp check is you're going to get your adrenaline dumps you're going to get all that stuff right
1: you're going to be up yeah your 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 adrenaline is going to be up that's going to be a spike in adrenaline you're going to be responding you're going to be going as fast as what you can because of the reported Mm -hmm. possible berg because of the reported, this individual has a gun that's trying to get into the house.
0: Um, you're gonna be up there. And part of our training is to combat breeze so we can bring it back down, right? Um, that's that's one of my big takeaways with this this officer he you can tell by his his pace of walking, his commands, all that stuff, he is very aggressive and that doesn't ever come back. At times as officers, do we have to step up and and be ready for anything absolutely but we are expected. I expect officers on, on my shift uh, to, to be able to do this, and I expect officers, if they're dealing with my family, to do this. Um, they need to be able to dial it back. Dial uh, it back and, and
1: reassess. We're constantly assessing the situation, and sometimes we have to reassess our own behavior.
0: Yep. Uh, what is one of the things defensive tactics instructors always talk to us about is get space. This guy had
1: space. time and space. Yeah.
0: So he had that ability to, if he needs to go to another tool, if he just needs to keep his gun out on the dude and keep his distance till backup gets there, that's fine. Yeah. You do not need to go and just stomp on And he rushed it,
1: and, and, and that's what was surprising. When I was watching this video, he had the time, he had the space, he had the visual, there were no weapons in his hands, His hands were flat on the ground, even though he wasn't proned out like they were uh, giving commands for him to do so. I get all that, but as officers, we have to get on scene, and like Cam and I have been talking about here, you have to reassess, and that includes your own behavior, and that includes your breathing, and that includes your adrenaline. Let the situation breathe a little bit. Let you breathe a little bit. You're in command at that point. The officer obviously had the jump. If he reached for anything that would have put himself in danger, his fellow officers in danger, or any other citizen that was out there, because we get it all the time now, with our cell phones out, because cops have arrived, if there's ever going to be a time that you're in control, when this call came out, you are now in control because of what you're looking at. And this officer didn't allow for that.
0: So one thing, as, as and I don't know this officer's thought process or how he was as an officer before then, if this is a isolated incident, he had a bad day or something like that, that kind of leads me into what I want to kind of talk about as officers. Um, we work with closely with other officers, right? We've worked together uh, a long time, Matt and I, and I can tell when he walks in the office and something's off. Same thing, reversed. And instead of just being like, hmm, he seems upset, and just go about my business, mm-hmm. we start inquiring, hey, what's up, man? Kind of figuring it out. Hey, maybe you should just go home for today or something like that. We've done that. We've mm-hmm. talked to each other about that. We, and we've made those suggestions. And that's one thing we need to do as officers is some people tend to think officers aren't human. You know, we just kind of <laughs> show up to work, do our thing. We just want to write tickets or whatever. Sorry to break it to you. Yeah, and that's obviously not true. We have... Officers that are going through divorce have kids who are having medical issues. Their wife passed away. There's tons of different things that officers are always dealing with. Have medical bills, have just bills in general, can't afford their house, all sorts of stuff.
1: Life comes at you quick, and it's no different for an officer that is dealing with these types of
0: incidents day in and day out.
1: Yeah. Very difficult.
0: But it is on us as officers to either check ourselves or check our our buddy or partner uh, working the same beat or next to us, whatever. And if there's an issue and they're, they're not able to check, check into work properly and be just even kilt and everything like that, then we owe it to the citizens that we work for to talk with that officer. We owe it to ourselves to talk with ourselves so we don't end up being criminally charged because we were just a little too hot headed. We're focused too much. We're still upset on what's happening in our personal life that we come to work and we kind of let it dictate how we perform on the job.
1: Or we didn't have the guts to step in when we saw an officer doing something that they uh, weren't supposed to. Yeah. And that's that's going to come in with the second example that, that we have today. But um, before I obviously get there, I, I, just like Cam said, we have to be willing to step up, we have to be willing to look at one another and hold each other accountable. Cam and I have made a a decision and through our communication a long time ago that we would do that, and that's part of the relationship that we built. But that's what officers have to build with one another. If you see, regardless of your friendship, regardless of whether you're um, a rookie officer versus a veteran officer, if you see something that just isn't right, if you see something where where someone has gone above and beyond on a use of force, To where it is, it is either hovering or has gone over to the criminal side. As an officer, what we have to temp check, and so that we can show that we're accountable to the public, is that we have to be vocal about these things, and we have to be willing to step up and stop it. Kind of, we call it a tap out. I Mm -hmm. mean, within our department, if I mean we've been backing each other up on on incidents in the past. Where one of us, or both of us, or uh, another officer ha- has just gotten the buttons pushed.
0: Yeah, sometimes someone will get under your skin. It, it happens. happens. It yep. happens often, and
1: and just so that people understand, it's like, well, well, you guys are held to a higher standard. Let me tell you something. Uh, one of the things that's always going to get to an officer, if, if, and I've had it happen multiple times, and they don't even know anything about my life or that I'm married, or that I have kids. But they almost go straight there, and they start saying what they're going to do to my wife. They start saying what they're going to do to my kids. As a human being, and with me, some people can just brush it aside. Certain individuals, depending on the the circumstances and the incident that I was involved with these people, that could push me over the edge. And I may be up at a a, a very high-tempered um, I'm not going to let this guy talk anymore, but that's where another officer needs to come in and be like, I'm going to tap you out. Let the focus now turn to another officer. And if he chooses to try to pull the same BS, you know, you let the individual do it, but it's constant tapping out. That's what we're there for. Mm -hmm. And that's the accountability that we have to hold one another to.
0: And if you're a newer officer uh, and you're listening to this, these these are two, um, we're not like 20 year veteran officers, but I've, got seven and a half year, eight and a half, nine years, whatever. Um, so fairly uh, good amount of experience under our belt. And I expect a, a new officer, if they see that, that they need to tell me. Like if I start almost getting into a verbal argument with someone, um, that's a good indicator of obviously they're a little bit under my skin because I'm stooping to their level of just verbally arguing. And that, that gets nowhere. I expect newer officers to be able to see that and be like, just – ease in there. Just start a conversation on the side, whatever you got to do. Maybe kick that person loose. If you don't have a crime, why do we need to build an issue? If there's not a crime, if there is a crime, maybe they just need to cool off in the back of the squad car. Um, And, and we can just do a different aspect of the investigation, but let's roll into the next episode or next uh, incident off of where we're at this next one. um, I'm, this one's rough. I'm, Um, I'm really surprised there wasn't some pretty <coughs> big riots out of this. Yeah. I think the Aurora PD, like we talked about, did a really good job on staying in front of it. Um, I think the chief of police, like I said, we'll talk about
1: it, um, but I think that they did. Uh, they they made public their stand, uh, their stance on it, and and where the department stands. And
0: uh, this one's rough. Okay, and so before we get going into it, I'm gonna. We we have a portion of the body cam audio for you to listen to. Um, this is Aurora PD. I'm going to kind of give you some of the information that the officers knew um, before making contact, so you can kind of feel the the uh, what you, what your thoughts are on what they should do. Um, so basically, we have three individuals that the original call is a trespassing. Um, Turns out all three individuals have uh, warrants. Um, after the fact, though, I mean, we're
1: talking a trespassing, right? We're talking a misdemeanor, yeah. uh, depending on who you come in contact with. But it was after uh, the officers made contact with them that they found out about the warrants. Yep.
0: So uh, there's a female officer there and a male officer. Um, the, they go to put uh, the female officer goes hands-on with one of the individuals saying you're under arrest, um, that individual and another individual take off running. At that point, the backup male officer uh, basically pulls his gun out, puts it to the the last dude's head. The third. Yeah. And we're just going to kind of play the audio. Uh, we'll go a little bit more details in what the warrant was for and all that. Um, But we're just going to play this audio. Just know there is some language in this. Uh, so if you do not like or don't want to hear it, as well as it can be kind of gut-wrenching when you kind of hear it. Um, And we'll just play it and we'll go from there. Yeah,
1: go ahead and skip over if you don't want
0: to hear it. It's about a minute long. Whoa, get out, get out. Whoa, what did I do? Get out. Whoa, what the hell did I do, dude? Roll over on your face. Roll over your stomach. What did I do? Over on your stomach. What did I do, bro? Over on your stomach now.
1: Okay, okay, bro.
0: Okay. Roll over on your stomach. Okay, bro, don't shoot me, man. Get on your stomach. What did I do? Roll Roll your stomach. Am I going to go? Onto On your stomach. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. What the hell? Put your hands out in front of you. Okay. Okay. Put your hands out in front of you. What the fuck, dudes? Hands all the way out. I, I can't breathe, dude. Hands all the way out, out in front, in front of you. Okay. Straight out in front of you. Okay. Dude, you have a gun pointed straight no, at don't, your head. No, I don't have a gun. Why am, Why am I going in cuffs? Stop. Why am I going in cuffs? You have a warrant. Stop. No, I don't. I don't have a Stop gun. Stop fighting. Bro, I don't have no warrant. You guys are the wrong guy. I don't have a warrant, bro. Stop I fighting. Have no warrant. I don't Stop fighting. Help. 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 I don't have you a warrant, bro. Bro, I don't have no don't fucking warrant, bro. Get on your face. Bro, I don't have Get your on your face. I don't have a warrant, dude. Ow.
1: Get on your
0: face. Okay, okay. All right. So we stopped it there. It keeps going. Keeps going. So just to, to kind of explain what you're hearing... Um, the, the individuals run, you can hear the female giving out uh, what we refer to as an ATL, an attempt to locate on the two individuals that took off running. The male officer uh, immediately is leaning over, uh, pulls his gun out, and puts it right to...
1: It was a little bit later, he put it right to the head, but uh, he immediately drew his weapon. I mean, this guy, if you watch the video, the other two pop smoke, they're out. Mm-hmm. And then this one was... Uh, this individual was just sitting on the ground. He really didn't budge too much, and I don't know whether he didn't know that he had a warrant. Whatever the case may be, sometimes we, we have it happen all the time. They're like, "What do you What do you mean I don't have a warrant?" You know, we we have to explain that at times. But he immediately drew down, and I mean, we'll we'll pick that apart from what we think. I, this guy was sitting, hands visible. There, w- they weren't concealed. No, but he immediately thought that he needed to draw his sidearm i I, i'm a little confused as to that part but then it continues to go on
0: yep so he uh and you can hear him tell him that he's putting a gun directly to his head all those things right and that is accurate he he does do that uh this officer does uh start kind of restricting the breathing of uh the the suspect at one point um put his hand on his uh throat yep And you can you can hear him obviously not being able to produce as as you can hear him talking normal. And then you can hear his not being able to talk normal. And that's uh, the restriction portion. Um, The male does roll over um, and his hands are still visible. But at this point, this is what we refer to in our line of work as passive aggressive. Right. He's being passive aggressive. He rolls over. The suspect, his hands are semi out where where they're telling him to put it, but they want it fully extended, which in law enforcement, that's typically what we want to do flat on their stomach, arms out at a Y, that type of thing. Right. So he's halfway there. He's on his knees, hands. His hands are halfway to the Y, but not fully extended. Um, and he's just asking, uh, what is this for? All sorts of stuff. Now, we have this happen all the time. And a lot it of times you just time. take that little bit of time. There's two officers there. You both grab a hand, so you don't have to worry about them going to waistband, whatever. And you just talk to him and just hey, look, we're gonna figure it out. Let me put you in handcuffs, and we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk figure about it, it out afterwards. Let the situation breathe a little bit. And you it, breathe. It works, you know, most often. Anyways, this is where it kind of gets uh, pretty, pretty aggressive. The officer, you can actually hear it, but he starts butt stroking the guy with his handgun.
1: I have no idea. I'm Where any officer
0: has ever learned to do that with his handgun. And what's crazy is if you watch the video, literally within a minute, you can see welts on this guy's head that are sticking out like four inches. One was like it, a huge goosebump. It is. It's pretty ridiculous.
1: Because um, if you're if you're getting beat by a handgun, that's going to happen. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> Straight so, metal. You know. Just. Yeah. Anyways. um And the biggest thing that you got to look at with this situation, again, keep in mind, the other two left, the female officer did not pursue. She stayed back with the male officer to address this individual. And like we said, reassessing. Mm -hmm. You have, okay, for whatever reason, he felt it necessary. I, I don't know. I saw what was on the video. Maybe he had
0: Something happened I, I, before the video Who so I knows? Don't know. yeah.
1: I, I, I don't know, but he felt it necessary to draw his firearm. Once the individual is in a position where they know that they have his hands, regardless of whether he's being passive aggressive and he's not wanting to flip over completely to his stomach, you have two officers there. You have your tasers, you have pepper spray. OC spray. Um, You have options and other weapons and tools at your disposal if you think that it's necessary. Now, typically, I'm just going to let you know because we work so closely together in this type of situation, Cam and I would have stayed hands on and we would have controlled that. We would have talked to them. We would have controlled them, let them know, let's go ahead and talk after the cuffs are on. This guy obviously was affected by. The entire situation, mm-hmm. he kind of went code black, which could have played into why he wasn't complying fully. Could have been.
0: Yeah, you know, this one kind of blows my mind because this, I mean, we work for a pretty peaceful community. Uh, and this is not uncommon. It's not uncommon to tell someone they're under arrest and they do this passive aggressive, mm-hmm. not really turning away, not following our commands of, you know, locking their finger, whatever. That's that's not that uncommon. Um, and somewhere like Aurora, that's got quite a bit more crime than what we deal with. This should not be something that is, you know, out of the ordinary. They're dealing with this, isn't Mayberry? Oh, well, this is the first. Like time. I said, this
1: is common. Regardless of where you're at in law enforcement, you're going to come across this. You're going to come across the individuals that do not want to comply immediately, and you just have to slow down. You you just have to allow things to unfold in a more uh, calm way, even though you got to, look, these two officers needed to maintain control of this guy. But how in the world is this guy to help, How is he supposed to help the female officer with the handgun still in his right hand? So you're basically trying to help her uh, subdue this guy and, and put his hands behind his back with one hand While she's, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. There was no reassessing of the situation. And he obviously um, didn't think about putting his weapon away for whatever reason and just going hands-on with her and getting him into cuffs. I I, I just don't know where the thought process is.
0: Yeah. And so for anyone listening who hasn't seen the video or anything, I did say I'd I'd talk about what the charges were um, just because I know some people play devil's advocate and be like, well, what if it was a homicide or something? really that doesn't change much mm. you can see hands the whole time i i you still need to follow you know we've dealt with homicide suspects before and you don't get to just treat them like you don't we don't as officers get to all of a sudden just be like oh because it's a homicide now mm. or it's a rape i can now do i'm allowed to do these types of things to you that that's just not it's, how it works it's
1: command and, and with that um, i was part of a takedown of a homicide suspect And what we did after identifying where he was, him walking, we gave commands. But we didn't just rush in. We gave commands, allowed him to comply. We let him know exactly what was going on. That was a homicide suspect. And again, they're going to continue to talk. What did I do, man? What did I do, man? Whether they're lying or whether they truly don't know what they did, to sit there and 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 that obviously we've talked a ton about that. Just comply. I mean, you can always talk later, but I'm also with this type of situation. After seeing this video, it's very possible the guy just went into shock. That could have played into why he wasn't complying fully. Uh, but there's other ways, and again, you have to you have to reassess constantly, constantly. Mm. Let the situation breathe a little bit. Let you breathe a little bit. Let the time take over. You have a cooler head; the situation will be cooler.
0: Yeah. So it was a trespassing call, like we had mentioned. Um, uh, I mean, it looks like a generic trespassing. We go to, you know, people sitting on a, you know, in the parking lot, or you know, buy some trees at a hotel, and the hotel no longer wants them there. That's really what it looked like to me. It wasn't like they were doing anything crazy. They they weren't inside a house or anything like that. Um, And then this gentleman specifically had a warrant. um, It was for not seeing his probation officer, and that was he was supposed to see his probation officer because he he skipped out on a counseling session for DV, some sort of thing that he was mandated to do because of some sort of previous criminal episode that he went to court for. None of which even comes close to anything that should ramp you to a crazy high-level... Um, it's what we talked about before. I'm just going to mention it one more time. If you, you got time, you've got time. You've got, if you need to push off that individual and step back and go to a less lethal tool, if you just need to step back and explain it to them, if you just need to explain to them, hold them where they are and just talk to them, uh, more often than not, that works. But going back to my comment before on uh, newer officers, um, if you don't feel comfortable stepping up, to uh, a veteran officer, this is a prime example. Both of them were criminally charged. Yeah, she was. Um, And I don't see them, I mean, anything can happen in in court.
1: In Colorado, that that was part of uh, one of the bills that was passed in Colorado um, where officers on scene, backup officers are supposed to uh, jump in when they see something that they would deem as uh, over-the-top Use of force.
0: That's been in our policy for forever. Like you are violating policy if you let an officer go forth, and and you don't step in. It's it's the same concept of a theft. If you and I go into a store and you steal that PlayStation, and I'm watching you do it, I get charged too because I did not. Hey, we can't do that. You know, I'm I'm an accomplice. Just like if you're beating someone and you shouldn't be. I'm an accomplice.
1: I can't, I'd have to look again. uh, Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure she had been on the force longer. And so the fact that she was the more experienced officer and seeing what this newer officer was doing again, don't quote me on that, but I I'm fairly confident that that's what I uh, had read when we were researching this. She has an obligation to step in. She, she should be the bigger example. She should have the more experience. Um, It's one of those things, nothing in life, it's going to be a substitute for experience and she should know better to jump in and, and say, I don't, I don't know exactly what training I've ever seen someone uh, hit someone with the, the handle of a gun um, or, or the barrel of a gun. I, I, I just, I don't know why she didn't jump in, but unfortunately uh, because of the situation, they charged
0: her as well. Yep. Yeah. And, and circling back, I have to throw it in there every time. Mm-hmm. Um I, yeah, I just mentioned that, huh? veteran because or, 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 a yeah. lot of times you just hear, like, that's like in brief, you know, hear the rookies say, um, well, I don't, I mean, I thought it was okay because, you know, that's a senior officer, blah, blah, blah. Better learn quick. Yeah, so we can't play that route. But go. we got one more thing we want to talk about, right? And this kind of goes right into that. Officers. Um, and this is the portion that I think really kind of goes into not just law enforcement in general, our workplaces, family, all that stuff. Should We should be able to do what we want and either feel supported or if it doesn't directly affect you, just kind of just let it go. It's, everyone else has their own opinions and stuff. But um, And we're, we're not even going to jump into this and, and claim um,
1: medical knowledge. I mean, we, you guys know... As you've followed us, we are not. But something that has been irritating and something that we need to, it, it's close to home right now uh, to Cam and I, and this is the COVID situation. But where some officers are afraid to speak up to other officers, like we've been talking about, you have an obligation to jump in when you see something illegal happening or you see someone that has lost their temper with a a suspect or um, anybody that, that they've come in contact with on the streets. With this COVID situation, one of the things that we've seen is this idea or this narrative pushing back against the vaccination. And what we are asking is for people just to, Calm down a little bit. If someone chooses to go get vaccinated, please let them. Don't harass them. Uh, Don't try to bring in conspiracy theories. Everybody has different medical issues. Sometimes individuals don't know what their medical issues are. And when I say that this one hits close to home, uh, Cam and I lost one of our brothers due to covid And I've now lost family members due to COVID. Um, The one thing that I'm getting a little tired of and a little irritated at, if someone chooses not to be vaccinated, I'm I'm absolutely fine with that. That's that's their choice. But when someone chooses to go get vaccinated, and then you have all these uh, individuals in their ear saying, why are you doing that? Don't you know this, 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 and this? What we're going to encourage, number one, and I'm not just talking about in law enforcement, I'm talking everywhere. Don't be a hinderman to somebody else. You don't know their medical history. You may look at them and say they are healthy as a horse. But we have come across individuals who have been affected by it who we thought were fairly healthy. You never know what someone's medical history is. You never know how this pandemic is going to affect person to person to person and if someone wants to make that decision for their own safety they feel more comfortable with it the only thing that we ask everybody is do your research and talk to your medical professionals go to your family doctor i I know my wife and i have and we've made uh, very specific decisions as to uh, what's going to happen with vaccination um but I don't know if you've seen the same thing, Cam. It's one of the things is, it's just, at this point, it's just bugging me. It's, it, it's all about just taking a step back. Don't pressure people. Don't harass people. I don't care what, you, what, what side of the fence you are with vaccination or, or no vaccination. Um, in the beginning, I, I'll openly admit it. I've never been an anti-vaxxer, but this vaccination was so new, it made me uncomfortable. And I know that a lot of people feel that way. But when someone finally does their research and says, I'm okay with it. New numbers are out. It, it seems to be jiving with uh, more beneficial than not. And then other individuals get in their ear and be like, man, you're going to get the vaccine. Come on this, 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 and this is why you shouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a problem. And I think we need to take a step back and
0: temp check that. Yeah. I the Even if. They don't do research and they decide to get a vaccine. How is it your position or my position to tell someone what they should or should not do? Um, uh, For me, I've had family members, close family members, that as soon as the vaccine came out, they were waiting in line. My relationship with that family member didn't change. Um, I... I mean, hey, they got to do what they got to do. That It doesn't directly affect me. No. So why why am I going to get up in arms about that? Because they don't agree with my viewpoint. That in and of itself is the reason we've created this podcast, is to try to get uh, opposing views and, and meet common ground. Like people don't need to agree with everything that I think should happen or whatever. On the flip side, I've had family members who from the get-go have said, no way am I ever getting that anyone who gets it's a, a sheep or mm-hmm. something like that again we've heard great. both sides yeah if that's your opinion great doesn't affect me either way I'm not going to let it affect my decision for me and my wife you know we've closely been doing research all that stuff and uh, ultimately I made a decision on what I was going to do and I told my wife what I was going to do and I let her do her own decision on it what she done. was going to do is done. I, it's fine. It, it is what it is like I just for me, where we're going with this is we've had some officers that have after a while elected to get um, the vaccine and it it kind of comes across as they're apologizing or they're walking on eggshells because they feel like they're gonna be, um, treated differently. I don't
1: think our department's different than a lot of departments nationwide. I I bet you this is happening because
0: you have the different viewpoints. I follow, you know, law enforcement page on Facebook and I know for a fact this is not isolated to our agency. Yeah. It's just kind of viewed if you get the vaccine, you fall into a certain criteria of people. And if you don't, you fall into
1: a certain criteria criteria of people. It's just to me it's garbage and I'm 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 tired of it. Uh, just be understanding. Be kind. Be supportive. You know, if they've done the research, they've talked to their medical professional. I am not a medical professional. When someone says, should I come and get the vaccine? I'm not going to tell you yay or nay. I'm going to direct you to your doctor and say, go do your research. Go talk to your doctor. Depending on your health issues, I don't know. I get There are doctors out there that will say no. (laughs) And, and, And maybe that's where a lot of the confusion nationwide, even our medical professionals, haven't been in agreement agreements with this. Um, but again, just be kind, just be understanding, be supportive with people's decision, uh, for our law enforcement brothers and sisters out there, go to the officer down Memorial page and do your own research, count them up since the end of may, since the beginning of may, I believe. And I didn't even go further back from that. Mm -hmm. I, I began looking at may, Since May of 2021, according to the Officer Down Memorial page, COVID-19 deaths are the leading cause of law enforcement deaths in the U.S. And that's a, a little disturbing. Now, I can't say from one person to the next as to who was vaccinated and who wasn't. But because we are dealing with a pandemic, which is obviously playing a part in taking lives of people that we know when it comes to the obvious, vaccination or not to vaccinate, just be understanding to people, respect their opinions, respect that they've done their own research, respect that they've talked to their doctor, and let it go. You and don't do pressure you. them
0: to, to try to answer either. Um, kind of been seeing that a lot lately, like, hey, you get... You get, you get the vaccine. Oh man, mm-hmm. I know you did it. You, you went and got you, by, mm-hmm. you know, that type right. of thing. Right. I, I don't get why number one, you're, you're walking down a, a slippery slope there if it's at work right. <laughs> anyways. Right. But um, you know, we, we need to get to a point where people can feel comfortable doing what they want and, and being themselves. And uh, isn't that what's great about this country? The fact that we have freedom to
1: choose. Right? Yep. I mean, I, I, I just don't understand how we have found ourselves in this position where everyone is just so critical with the left step that you take and the right step that you take. And everyone's you a know? professional. Everybody.
0: In everything. It's the craziest thing ever. So
1: frustrating. So frustrating. We apologize that we have not been a little bit more on top of, of uh, these episodes, but again, There's been a lot going on in my life. There's been a lot going on in Cam's life. Um, I appreciate you bringing up this topic. This was perfect. I think it was long overdue. It's great in life to have temp checks. Uh, But until next time, just remember, our thoughts are our own. We don't represent anybody. But until next time, keep clearing those corners.